Welcome back to another edition of the Untitled Jeff Gluck Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Gluck, and today it's another in the Driven Life series where I'm talking to people in the racing industry this season about motivational topics, success, uh, self-improvement things, and I really wanted to highlight someone who is making efforts in that area on the IndyCar side right now, but hopes to expand to all of motorsports, and that is Katie Hargett. She is a reporter in IndyCar, but she also is the founder of Fuel the Female, which I will let her explain, but it's something where it has a great chance to make a positive impact on getting more females into motorsports on the competition side, not driving necessarily, but actually working on teams, working on the cars, and that's obviously something that's very underrepresented right now. So I wanted to talk to her and have her shed some light on that as we head into the month of May. All right, everybody, I'm here with Katie Hargett. And first of all, thank you so much for joining me. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for thinking of me. I appreciate it. Um, so I've seen a lot of this about uh, on social media, really. Um, the Fuel of Female stuff has gotten some decent attention, I feel like, and it's gaining a lot of momentum. Um, I guess, first of all, can you just explain to people that haven't heard of it, how you came up with this concept and what you're trying to accomplish. So I've been in motorsports for 20 years, both as a driver and as a reporter. And in every step of my motorsports career, I've had really powerful female mentors. When I was a driver, I was a part of Lynn St. James Women in the Winner's Circle and her driver development program. Once I got into reporting, I was traveling with ESPN NASCAR as a runner and got close with Nicole Briscoe and Shannon Spake. Jamie Little was pregnant at the time. Um, So I've always just had these great female mentors that I said, when I'm in the position to give back to girls who want to be in motorsports, I'm doing it. That's always been that pie in the sky goal that I've wanted to chase. And with the way the world is going, this is like last year, I felt like was the year of the woman. There was this really powerful movement for women internationally. And I woke up one day last winter and I thought, this is the year we're going to do it. So I approached my friends at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway and asked if we could do just this day where we brought out some high school girls from the Indianapolis area and introduced them to the careers that are available in motorsports as it relates to STEM. So the engineers, the mechanics, um, because I feel like there are a lot of resources for female drivers, but not so much those women that are in the technical aspects of the sport. And they were all on board and so helpful in the planning process. And we brought out 100 Indianapolis Public Schools high school girls, and they kind of, quote-unquote, toured the careers. So Kara Adams, who's the chief engineer at Firestone, came and spoke with them. Jessica Mace, who's a mechanic at Andretti. Um, We had lunch at Firestone, thanks to Lisa Boggs, who's the director of Motorsports for Bridgestone Americas. And Danica stopped by. And so I think we just had these really powerful, influential, magnetizing women speak to these girls, a lot of them underprivileged, and it was so energizing to see the way their eyes opened up and they were just drawn to motorsports and it was fun watching these 100 girls fall in love with motorsports in the way that I did when I was younger. That's so cool and you have you're going to do a a similar event coming up? Yeah so this year we're doing this pretty much the same thing again we've expanded to a few other public and private schools in the Indianapolis area which is really exciting to be able to offer this to more girls throughout the Indianapolis area Um, and instead of doing a tour of the speedway they're actually going to build model race cars this year. 
wow. with the help of engineering students from IEPUI. So what I think is really cool about that is they will see how your career can progress. You go to school, you're an engineering student, for example, and then the the professional women will pop in throughout the day. So they'll see the student that grows into the professional woman and be able to see themselves in these different roles throughout the day. And the day will culminate in them racing these cars across that famous yard of bricks, not on the track. <laughs> That'll be a little busy, but um, you know, the yard of bricks extends past the pagoda and stuff. Into the fan zone. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's really cool. So I guess um, let's back up for a minute and talk about like why this is needed. Obviously, it seems like um, it is changing. I, f- I see more and more female faces, but historically, it seems like motorsports has been a boys club. And it feels like this industry overall has been pretty slow to adapt um, and to catch up to other areas of society, I guess. Um, I guess, do you do you agree with that? And do you think there's a particular reason why that that has been the case? I do feel like that to a certain extent. I mean, you know, I'm working on some statistics and some history about women in racing. And it's so hard to believe that women weren't even allowed in the pits in Indianapolis until 1971. Really? Like what? They weren't even allowed in the and pits? Not even allowed in the pits until 1971. Since that day, we have not had a lead engineer, mechanic, or a driver go to victory lane at IMS. Hmm. It's 2019. It's about time that happens. So, I mean, in, in this season in IndyCar, we don't e- even have a female lead engineer on a race team. Wow. So, and to kind of put that these numbers into perspective, only eight women in IndyCar work on the competition side of things. So, when I say competition, I mean directly affecting the car. So, um, I think that one of the most progressive teams I can think of right out of the box is Scott Dixon's team. He has two female engineers, Kate Gunlack and Danielle Shepard. And I like to say that it's no mistake that he won the championship last year, right? <laughs> he had these two really smart, powerful women on his stand. Um, and to talk about that number eight again, that doesn't even fill up one full-size team. Hmm. So the goal for Fuel the Female is to just make this a normal thing so that we don't have to even have this conversation anymore. Right. You know, if if growing Fuel the Female eventually puts me out of business <laughs> or, you know, Fuel the Female out of business, I guess, so be it. We are 501c3, so we're not necessarily a business. But if I don't have to have Fuel the Female anymore, I would say it was a success. Absolutely, yeah. And, and I mean, the thing is, it's like, obviously, women are interested in motorsports. I feel like there's... Maybe, maybe this is wrong, but I feel like there's a large, a larger majority of female fans interested in racing than there are for, say, like the NFL or NBA. Like, I just feel like it's more 50-50 here when in other sports it might be more of a male fan base. And then you see plenty of women um, wanting to work in the sport, like through PR, broadcasting, stuff like that, but they're not on the competition side, as you mentioned. So clearly, like, there's some progress to be made and, like, there's people who would like to do that if their career path happen differently yeah there's a substantial divide in what women do in motorsports there is no problem with women on the communication side I mean I think we have flooded that area of the business but there's definitely a a lack of female influence on the technical side and I think that's where we can really start to focus our energy especially because there's so many statistics out there I mean I could endlessly rattle off numbers of what happens to girls as they grow by age six they believe that their stem is quote-unquote not for them or something Mm. they can't achieve so you have to get to these girls early on to help them realize that this is something they can do and I think with fuel the female by showing them that there are these successful women 
in leadership positions within STEM careers, the numbers are incredible with girls who know a woman who has, su- who has succeeded in STEM. So by showing them this success and this unique position, uh, I think we're really going to help grow the presence of women in motorsports. So how early does this have to start? Or maybe I should phrase it this way. Like, I guess how late in like uh, a young woman's life can she go down this career path? Like, does it have to be decided by like at some point in, in high school, she has to decide, you know what, I'm interested in science, math, like I, I think I'd like to do this. Like, can it be as late as college or is, is it something that happens even earlier than that where they get on that track? It definitely happens in your formative stage. I mean, you're in communications, Jeff. So at what age did you decide you were bad at math? Pretty early. <laughs> Pretty darn early. Right? For yep, me, yep. it was like middle school where I was like, I started getting into the trigonometry and the geometry and I'm thinking, what? the heck (laughs) as like I'm reading a completely different language so the earlier we get to these girls the better obviously because it's about that middle school age where they're getting into the harder math and science that they're deciding ooh this is too hard for me I'll just let the guys do it and for some reason the way men's brains develop they're generally better at those type subjects but that's not to say that women and girls can't do it too Um, so yes getting to the girls earlier is better but we can get to them as, as late as high school. Um, obviously, when you start getting into college, then you're talking about changing majors and not having that background information. But in high school, they're still doing the entry-level geometry and trigonometry and um, physics and chemistry, those types of things, that we can still get to them and change their minds and tell them, you can do this and you can be good at it. Do you feel like in, in the IndyCar world, given that, um, I know that the numbers are small, like you said, but um, there are successful women engineers in IndyCar and, and things like that. Like, are, th- are they accepted um, by the, the men in the competition paddock, I guess? Like, do they have uh, obstacles? Like, are people still looking at them like, what, what are you doing here? You're a woman, you know, like, you're, I'm not used to seeing women here. Like, does that happen or is it more, is it more accepted now, I guess? I think that's a hard question because I think everyone's experience is different. I've heard stories of girls saying, you know, where they have to, they know they have to work 10 times harder than the men. But I also think some of that is just that they know the history of women in the sport. So they feel like they have to work 10 times harder than the men. Um, I think that IndyCar is in a really unique position where we have such a diverse paddock that we've got people from Europe, from South America, from Canada, um, where we're used to these different cultures and we're used to dealing with different people. So I feel like that benefits us in the sense that women aren't as out of place because we have dealt with all of these different cultures and and we're used to being exposed to that type of thing. Um, But I've, you know, I've also heard stories of some of the female mechanics where it's little passive aggressive things like they've never been offered a female shirt. And or, you know, females pants where in a team uniform, if you have to wear that and you're a smaller female, you're drowning in your clothes. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I don't think we have any that I know of. We don't have any of those cases anymore. But that is just within the last few years that some of these girls were offered. Sorry, these women were even offered clothes that fit them. Hmm. Well, another thing, you know, you mentioned that like last year seemed to almost be like sort of the year of the female. and, And I think that. I mean, just from my own personal experience, um, I feel like a lot more aware now that in general, and this extends beyond women too, but people tend to hire other people that look like them, you know? That's a great point. You know, that's 
so in order for for really change to happen, there has to be more women in these roles so they can yes. hire more women and keep an eye out for that kind of stuff. Um, I have a six month old daughter now. Congratulations! So, thank you. <laughs> um, I would like to think that by the time she is graduating high school or something, that this is um, commonplace and standard and not like like you said, not a reason to have a podcast about this, right? Yeah. I guess how realistic do you think it is that that you can help make gains in this area? I think it's extremely realistic. I, I just met with Lynn St. James, who, you know, I said earlier that I was part of her driver development program, and she stayed very active in my life. She's on the board of directors for Feel the Female, and we were just talking about our one- to three-year goals and our three- to five-year goals. In three to five years, we hope that 10,000 girls have been affected by Feel the Female in a, in a positive way, obviously, and that we can just simply grow the presence of women in motorsports because if we get girls in the pipeline early so they come to our education program and they're exposed to stem they experience that day where they they built a race car out of these recycled parts and they race it across the bricks the indianapolis motor speedway and they're hooked and then they go to school and they think okay if i want to do that then i have to really study my geometry i really have to study um my biology whatever um then they go to college and they can get a, a scholarship to help them continue their career. And then they get a mentorship from Kara Adams or Kate Gunlack or Andrea Mueller, whoever. Um, then we've got these girls in the pipeline and they're encouraging their friends to do it. And I think in no time flat, we can have, we don't have to have this conversation anymore. And let your daughter graduate high school in 20. I'm bad at 35. math. I can't do it. <laughs> I see. I'm, we're, we're both bad at math, but somebody out there is good at math and can can do that equation of when Jeff's daughter will graduate from high school and she'll go to school for engineering and make you a rich man. <laughs> I like that. I like that because journalism is not necessarily the, the way to do yeah, that. Yeah, what were uh, we thinking? <laughs> um, I guess I'll, I'll close by saying like where, you know, you, you mentioned that you want to um, impact and affect so many more people um, in the near future. Where do you see it going beyond uh, like IMS? I mean, can you picture it um, in NASCAR? Or can you picture Feel Absolutely. the Female at, at all sorts of venues? Yeah, so IMS and IndyCar are what we started with because that's my wheelhouse. That's where I'm working right now. And IMS has been so generous to help us with facilities and stuff like that. But we want to grow to NASCAR and an HRA and SCCA and all of the different series across the United States, motorsports venues across the United States. Because if we're only, if we stay in Indianapolis, we're only affecting a couple thousand girls. And in order for this to really change, we've got to affect several thousand girls. Like that 10,000 number that I talked about, that to me, it's not an option if that happens or not. It's going to happen. And we got to make it work. And we can only do that by people who are willing to back this sort of organization and um, so I, I hope that we can start making partnerships with motorsports venues across the country and people across the country who are also passionate about this that's really awesome well thank you for doing what you're doing for um, women who will hopefully be in the industry and I appreciate you um, taking the time to do this yeah I'm so excited to get to talk to you and finally meet you in person we followed each other on social media for so long so it's great to finally meet you thank you thanks all right, everybody. So there you have it. Katie Hargett on the podcast and really appreciate her taking the time to do that. Coming up on the next edition of the Untitled Jeff Gluck podcast, it will be a post-race podcast from Talladega. I am here actually at Talladega Super Speedway right now recording this intro and outro. So um, 
we will see what happens on Sunday, what kind of racing it will be. People have talked about potentially tandem racing, but we don't know what will happen just yet. But stay tuned for that Sunday evening or late afternoon, and I will get the podcast out as quickly as possible after the race. You know, I was reminded this week to make sure to share the Amazon link once again. Mike South, who is uh, one of my patrons and uses the Amazon link, said, you know, you're really not talking about the Amazon link on your podcast as much as you should be because it's a free way to support you for people who aren't patrons in the first place. And uh, so, Mike... Thank you for the reminder. I, I get shy about it sometimes, but if you are going to make any purchases on Amazon coming up, if you wouldn't mind going to jeffgluck.com slash Amazon before you start your shopping, all you do is you type in that link. It bumps you to the Amazon homepage, and then I get a commission based off your purchase. It's, it's of no charge to you. It doesn't increase your price. I just get credit for what you bought. So um, we're actually buying diapers and baby wipes and things like that off Amazon using the money that's coming in each month from people using that. So again, no cost to you. If you just go to jeffgluck.com slash Amazon, I would appreciate it. And of course, I appreciate you for listening as always. So I will talk to you next time on the Untitled Jeff Gluck Podcast.